It's Jake Brown. It's Constantine Maroulis. I'm fired up. I'm psyched to see you. If you didn't know, Constantine was on American Idol. And, and a lot of people, when, when I say your name or someone says your name, it's like, oh, the guy from Idol. knows me. Yeah, uh, the guy from Idol. A lot, of, a lot of people don't, but there are people that do. <laughs> you get the stamp, Jake. Stamp. You get it. Bars. Dang. You like and, that fire? I did. That was such fire. Oh, my God. It was a fire. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I was picking on you. Yeah. It was sexy. I was like, he's single. Hey. Thought it was bingo hour at one point. Uh, oh, God. That was a hot aunt and her niece. That was an aunt and a niece. Good Lord. I know. I love it. Well, your Instagram story, I mean, it's longer than any any basic bitch on the it's planet. Strong, though. I just think, like, boys are dumb. By the way, I'm only 43, and I look really good. Well, she said to me, and I disagree, she said he's gotten better with age, which uh, I hate to stroke your already large ego. It's the BDE. It's the BDE. (laughs) Welcome to Brown and Maroolis, the first show under the new name, a more normal name uh, besides (laughs) Balls Deep, which would be tough to pitch to places that uh, have some respect for themselves, I guess. Um, so we change it to our names. As we still morally are balls deep and, you know, emotionally. We're still morally strong, but balls deep just wasn't fitting. And even my friends were giving me uh, stuff, junk for it, saying, Jake, I don't know how I feel about balls deep. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's keep it simple. We, I think it's good that we have your name in the title because you have the name value. Uh, right. I, I think sure. Constantine. People know you. Name. People know you more I as Constantine, but all the time. Yeah, and I think people know Constantine more than Marulis. But if they hear the name, they'll say, "Oh, that guy," instead of you know, balls deep. Uh, so, welcome to the show, Jake Brown here. Constantine Marulis on the other end on the phone, and I'll I'll give him credit this time because the roads were pretty unsafe today. I almost busted my ass after getting a damn sandwich uh, before coming in here. So it is scary out there. Uh, ice and hail everywhere, and I know Jersey, it, it's probably even worse than here. Man, seriously, I woke up this morning, I expected there to be a storm outside, and there was nothing, and then it came, slow and steady and very dangerous, and although the plows have been tearing at it all day long, it just slowly accumulated all day, and it's just icy, slushy, slidey, break-your-face, smashing into a tree kind of stuff like even if you're going five miles an hour and you just got to be careful out there my car does not love the snow i'll tell you that much you have a jacksonville jaguar uh which is a a (laughs) rear wheel drive and does not do well in the snow i would say living in jersey like you got to think that you got to get a better car for the snow bro what were you thinking (sighs) you know what it is man i like the performance it's just it attacks it attacks the blacktop, but not when there's snow on it. Um, and yes, uh, I might have to look into, I don't know, a tank, perhaps? Some sort of tank is what I'm going to take on. My dad drives this big like 4x4. Four four. Like, he has become country. I mean, it's sitting in North Carolina. He's in the city, but... I mean, this guy drives this big old truck, and I just never imagined him in it, but this that thing would do damage in the snow. Dude, so. I got to be honest. The older I get, the more I want a huge truck. I drove um, an Armada most of the fall when I was on the road um, in Boston doing a show. I don't know if you know what an Armada is, but it's basically 
like the biggest SUV money can buy. It's mm-hmm. a massive, massive car by Nissan. It's essentially the equivalent of a like a Land Cruiser, I think. It sounds like you an know, expensive like purse, dis- like an Armada. I'll take an Armada. It, it's monster. Yeah, it, it's literally just a tank. It's an Armada of, of joys. Um, but I got to be honest, when you're up on that thing and you're plowing through the, 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 the big weather, you feel pretty safe behind that thing, behind the wheel. You know, I, I felt like I could, I could, you know, if the apocalypse came, I'd be in, I'd, I'd be in good shape. I could get out. Until you know, you I could s- escape. Until you slide off the road and you're dead. But anyways. Until, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I'll look into a four by four. Uh, but so much has been going on the last few weeks, like post Super Bowl. The Grammys was super lit the other night. I thought. I mean, I actually watched them the next morning and kind of plowed through them over coffee and with a you know, rewind and fast forward button at my disposal. And I thought there was some really great stuff. Yeah, let's sure. let's talk about that because I was I was as our rest in peace balls deep. I was balls deep on the Grammys. I was live tweeting that thing up the wazoo and uh you know, Twitter's fun when you live tweet a war show like that. And I usually don't get into these war shows, but this year you know, I, I, there was, there's literally nothing else on, and we'll talk about it a little later on. The AAF, I'm not that invested into it just yet. I think it's way too early for me to be, again, balls deep into the AAF. So I was all in on the Grammys, and there's a lot to talk about here. First off, Connie, Jennifer Lopez turns 50 wow. this year, and how is she real? I mean, A-Rod has herself the queen of the castle, the queen of the planet, because this woman looks no older than 30, and I know people want to riff. Hey, why is she doing a Motown tribute? She's not. I mean, she's not black. She doesn't really have any affiliation to Motown music. I thought she did a good job. I can understand those that think she had nothing to do with it. Okay, fair enough. But God damn, is she fine? Fifty years old, Connie. How does she do it? And she's toned. She's jacked. My God, she is flawless. She she really is, and in person even more so. And uh, she's really just so sweet and so lovely. I got, you know, to know her a bit through the American Idol stuff and all of that. And she's always been great. And, and I think as an artist, she's come a long way, man. And obviously she's a global, you know, icon, but, but really she is a great performer. She sings well enough. She's got a good Jennifer Lopez voice. I thought it was appropriate. I honestly, it didn't freak me out that she wasn't a black artist. The thing about Motown is, you know, when when those songs come on, there's there's no there I don't there's no color, there's no anything. It's like it's just joy. It's classic. Yeah. It's just classic Americana, great, you know, it's like it, the, one of our most proud accomplishments and and sure, you know, um you know, predominantly, you know, African American artists, really all African American artists on Motown at the time performing these songs, but they've also been covered and done for 50, 60 years since then by by everyone. So I think that she represents on a global scale like what Motown means. And you saw how global they were going with the show from the very beginning. So I totally bought it. Um, and you know, I'm pretty liberal guy. So I, and, and I didn't feel like it has to be an African-American performer doing this. So that didn't bother me really at all. And I didn't find that my African-American friends, like, you know, my whole Facebook is all performers, you know, it's the whole Broadway scene, you know, and like, 
you know, big people and everyone was talking about this stuff and no one was really tripping that hard on uh, over what it was. And, you know, then they had an Aretha tribute during the, um, you know, um, the, the, in memoriam at the end of at that, the end, and yeah. they had three, you know, African-American singers. Um, and I thought that, that was great. And, and one of them being an American idol person and sorry to cut you off, of but that, that's exactly what would have happened. The Grammys music would have cut you off as it did to uh, Drake <laughs> and it did to her. They were cutting everybody off. They didn't give a f- who, who is her, by the way? Where does she come from? I have no idea who H.E.R. was. I don't know what it stands for. She stands for, you know, she's a good singer and she looks nice, but I have no idea who she is. I never heard of her until I never heard of her record, until now. And it was quietly a really big record and very well received and. They did. They placed her, you know, um, very well. They 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 her nurtured favorite. her. They 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 had her, you know, all over the shows and the blogs. And you know, she was sort of like a critical thing before anyone really knew who she was or what it was. So it was a thing, man. It was a thing. I had never sometimes heard of her. it's just a thing. It's a story. It's like the story of the year. You know, it's like. I, some some of these bands just have like have a story, you know. Is that the story of the year? I, I don't know, but yeah, well, she, she in, won in, some in, awards in uh, R and B. She is, yeah, yeah. I guess R and B, and I don't know. I, I think we know Jacques would would argue that he is the king of R and B, as he said publicly. And uh, Black Twitter, I don't even know who him. that is. Yeah, Black Twitter went crazy. I mean, Black Twitter runs Twitter. It's really an incredible world. They make things trend, and you'll go through trending topics. It'll be people you've never heard of uh so shout out to black twitter man they do an incredible job uh speaking of black twitter you talked about uh the the uh, aretha franklin you like that seamless transition they talk you talked about aretha franklin fantasia i mean you almost forget about her i love her she was one of my favorite people on idol uh you from an idol perspective uh, what do you think of fantasia she's she's got a I mean, incredible voice i mean she's a beast and she's never really looked better than she did the other night too. I was like, wow, she yeah. kind of looks amazing. Uh, she was styled really great, and you know, she's a woman, man, for sure. She really is a purveyor of song. Like she can r- really deliver a song. It's and, unique. And her mean voice. every single word, and yeah, and she's just got energy. I mean, she really grew up in the church. Um, she's had a long, steady very productive and very good career and don't sleep you know i mean we only think of kelly clarkson and carrie underwood and all these people but there there's that other tier of people like fantasia and there's a girl mandisa that name rings a bell is one yeah she's a she's a very large african-american girl who came (laughs) in one of those seasons after me and she and simon was mean to her she built a whole career on, and I'm sure she's on Black Twitter too. Oh, she is um, big. Yeah, she is a big gal. Oh, I, I do remember her. And, though. and you might want to date with her because I know how you <laughs> the hell you? you like <laughs> you like a little. Uh, she's know, she's got a lot of juice. junk in the trunk. I don't know if I I have enough junk in my belly. For you. Yeah, she got a so, lot. Um, but she's won like Grammys for Christian music. So there's just whole other tier of people that you're not thinking of, and you know most people are like, oh. You know they haven't done anything in their career because they're not, you know, Carrie Underwood. So by the way, she's lost a lot of weight. Mandisa. Yeah, she actually looks much different. So maybe she is. You know, uh, maybe I would go after her now. Maybe you get that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, um, so good for Fantasia. It really was a wonderful show. But I got to be honest. What I took it. from it was not all the obvious stuff. 
you know, look, Travis Scott was cool. Post Malone, I was kind of like, wow, this was him opening on the acoustic and that whole, you know, him actually singing. That was very cool to me. I thought the, you know, the performance was cool. The design, see, they designed this, that great stage piece that, you know, they used for different things. You know, they would just kind of shoot it in a different way and they filled one portion of it with smoke and he's walking through it like he's in this, you know, club. And I thought it was sick. Yeah, I thought the Travis um, Scott the the cage thing was a little bizarre. It felt like it was a WWE. But it match. looked really sick. Yeah, it looked sick. I thought um, as a performance, I was like, "This looks great," you know. So um, the Chili Peppers actually felt kind of lackluster to me, and I love them, but I wanted it. You know, post kind of ended, and there was like this big like one Mississippi lull like waiting for the chili peppers to kick in and that was weird. Miley Cyrus sang too much, it felt like, you know. I thought like she I was thought duetting with everybody. Well she was with the Dolly Parton thing, right? I, I didn't understand uh and Dolly Parton looks solid. Mraz, not Jason Mraz. She was also with uh... <sighs> come on, the kid who sings uh it is an Sean, Sean Mendes. Yeah. She sang with him too. Well th- I thought what was weird, the Dolly Parton thing was good. I thought Dolly could have done by herself. I didn't think she needed all those people on stage. She still looks solid for 73, still doing her thing. But why they had all these these people on stage with her? Why is Katy Perry on there? I mean, she was like the odd woman out on that stage. They had all these legends, and then they throw Katy Perry up there. That was weird. And someone who, you know, I I, kind of like Katy Perry. Katy Perry sold more singles than, like, anybody. I mean, she's, she's one of the biggest recording artists of all time, like I know you don't. No one wants to hear that. No, no, no. no. Her, I like Katy Perry, was, but who she was on yeah. stage with it made no sense. Like I think the, it was sort of you know spanning. I can't even remember the scenario, but I thought Miley was in that group too. No, it was Miley, but I feel like it was just a bunch of divas. But it's Miley and Dolly, they like, have a similar kind of like voice. Like Miley has that southern swang to her that it didn't well, make she sense. She turns for it on when she needs to. She did. She turned it on for Dolly. She didn't have it on for Shawn Mendes, really. But she, Miley's a really good singer who can really sing anything. She was singing at the Chris Cornell tribute a few weeks ago, and that went viral, and everyone was talking about how she killed. You know, say hello to heaven. That great Chris Cornell song. Heaven. And, uh, yeah, she's dope. And her dad looked sick on the red carpet. I don't know if you saw him. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, her and her her parents are kind of back together. Her mom used to, like, text me. <sighs> Miley's mom? Yeah. What, saying what? Um, Am I kidding on you? We were just cool. We were just cool. I was always trying to hang out with her, but we were always <laughs> cool because we played like her. Um, I did like a surprise Rock of Ages performance for Miley's 17th birthday. I even have t-shirts because they made these t-shirts and she was on tour and it was in the beginning when she was like getting, you know, breaking away from Hannah Montana and becoming an artist and she had her first big tour and that was like when she was doing all the like kind of skanky stuff if you remember you know all for attention Mm -hmm. but she was she was secretly dating Liam Helmsworth at the time because they were both like 17 and he was there at the party and they we did it at Canal Room and she loved Rock of Ages and she dressed like Julia Roberts um, in Pretty Woman and she 
<laughs> she she was she a pretty woman. The, oh my god, she went for it. And uh, Tish Cyrus, know. by the way, confirmed babe for sure. The mom. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Although she has a gigantic back tat that is just like the worst thing. I mean, it's you don't like see a that, giant. Really. It's so big. It, the whole back is is a tat, but it's all good. But you know, I'm happy for them, and she's 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 really evolved. She actually has. So it, it doesn't surprise um, me that you were texting with Miley Cyrus' mom. Actually, okay. I don't know why so I thought. Mo- it was to more important things, I was blown away on three occasions mm-hmm. at the at the Emmy, at the uh, at the, the Grammys. Yes. I was going to say Tonys also um, at the Grammys. By people, by three artists, I'm really not that familiar with. I remember when Casey Musgraves um, won or was in the mix for, um, you know, best new artist a few years ago, and I, I was kind of like, "Wow, this country girl." I know none of her hair. songs, by the way. None. I really liked her then. I was like, "She's really cute," and I loved the. I loved her voice. Um, I really did, and this is a great record, dude. But when she she arrived. I was watching the pre-show. Um, she looked like something, you know, like she looked like one of Elvis's old girlfriends. She, she's kind of got like the old, <laughs> old school, glam yeah. Nashville thing with like the 60s mod hair and like the eyelashes. And she's got the whole style. And uh, she looks like she should have been alive in the 70s, like sh- should have been a star in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but that's what she's doing. She's doing like a neon kind of retro thing. But the record is like, a Cheryl Crow record, but just way better. Like the first Cheryl Crow records that were really, they had a lot of hits. And remember, she won, I mean, and she even recorded this record, I heard her say, at Cheryl Crow's recording studio well, in because Nashville. because of, of the names of the awards, it was album of the year that she won. Record of the year went to This Is America by Childish Gambino. Both awards I kind of disagree with, honestly, but I haven't heard Casey Musgrave's album, so I guess I can't judge it. I thought it's that was a surprise. It's an excellent album. I, I really thought Cardi, Cardi uh, or Post Malone should have won, maybe even Drake, probably not. Uh, that might be just me being biased because I listen to more of that music. Uh, but I thought that what, caught what pe- God, people by what, surprise. What is God's plan really saying? And what is and what is what is Cardi's song really saying? And what is Post really saying? Yes, those were. Are we massive, judging it though by what massive. it's saying? It's not the what it's saying award. It's you're, it's the record of the year, album of the year. Re- but a record mean is also like involves the songwriting and the lyric and the content That's and. Fair. And, and, you know, this is America, you know, it, it just, it, I think it really resonated with people on a, like an emotional level that you can't. And shallow didn't, I mean, record. So, so album of the year, shallow, we, we could argue, I think I love Casey Musgraves won. So Casey Musgraves won album of the year. And the other ones I was saying was Dude. Post Malone and Cardi record of the year. The, the top ones, this is America won over God's plan. I understand over I like it which was like an incredible banger and shallow and rock star and then a Such couple a banger I, I bro I thought shallow should have won record of the year I know it won a pop best pop duo group performance by the way shook that Bradley Cooper was in there absolutely shook I think Cardi I mean Cardi Gaga looked like she did a couple of lines of coke before she got on stage I mean she was no I just think that she she's I think I actually thought it was a great move on her part she purposely went a little more rock and roll so that when she comes out all glam and movie starish, 
uh, at the Oscars, it'll have such a contrast. And, you know, she'll do that acoustic thing that we love with Bradley Cooper. And she saved this as like the rocked out kind of version of it. And it's like, don't forget, I'm also a motherfucking rock star. But how about Bradley Cooper now, who joins the uh, the likes of Kobe Bryant? He wins basically. He wins a Grammy. He's won an Oscar. I mean, I'm, I I never looked that up, but he I got can, I can pretty much confirm he's won Oscars before. Um, hey, I wonder if he'll get into the EGOT. He's not. He didn't win the Tony. I don't think when he did Elephant Man. Did he win the Tony for Elephant Man? You have to look that up because there's only a handful and. And it's been happening a lot lately because Broadway has just been dominating Hollywood as well. And EGOT is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. He was a nominee lead actor 2015, The Elephant Man. Yeah, but he I, didn't win. It doesn't. It doesn't look like. Yeah, I don't think he he, won. he he was nominated. He didn't win, so that he might go back to Broadway and win a Tony. He's, he'll have won an Oscar. He's won a Grammy, and now he has to win and. Why would he win an Emmy? He's a movie star, he's but you never the board, know. You know, I mean, I, and that's the thing. Kobe won. Uh, he's won the ESPYS, and now he ends up winning. Uh, Kobe won the Oscar for for whatever movie he produced or whatever that oh, was. He so. did. They did a, a children's. Yeah. Oh no, they did some documentary series. I can't remember what it was. So it's funny because now uh, you introduce Kobe Bryant, the Oscar Award winner, and you introduce Bradley Cooper as Grammy Award winner. I mean, these guys are like the Joe McEwing, super utility men. They do it all. Uh, they play every position. They win every award. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Alicia Keys. I mean, I, I tweeted this. I said she was she was great. I, I can't even pick what I want to order for dinner on Seamless, and here she is playing two pianos at once. I mean, I can't. I could play do re mi fa so la ti do on one, and this chick is playing two, looking good, singing. I mean, well, talk if about you play multitasking. Piano, that's not really that hard to do. Like if you play, pi- I'm just saying, it looks oh, like an, it's, it's. Stop it. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like if you play piano with both hands, which is a requirement. You know, you can you can play, you know, <laughs> two pianos. But she once. wasn't playing Don't Ray Me. She was playing, like, actual songs and using no, a lot no, of no. fingers. She was, she was killing it, and she's incredibly talented. I really liked her as a host. Her pace was a little crazy for live TV because sometimes she would just take her time. And you could clear, clearly see that there was tension between her and the producers because she was mad that they were cutting people off. And you could tell, and she said it two or three times, she took her time on a couple of the cold um, the cold opens and stuff, and you could tell it wasn't that she wasn't aware, like she didn't give an F. Yeah, she's honestly she really wasn't, didn't. and that's why I don't think she was a great host. Because but also, she's never been a great live, I'm t- she's got a great voice, mm-hmm. but there's something about... There's, you can have a great voice and be an incredible artist and still have trouble singing live and staying in pitch. Even when she was trying to harmonize with Smokey Robinson, it was bad. I mean, like, real singers, no. Well, we can't all and be Constantine Marulis, you know? Oh, stop. But I'm just saying, like, even everyone, like, that I, you know, kind of talk to and all, and she just, she just, even her medley, like, she has to riff her way around stuff because she... She doesn't have great intonation. She just doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't think – I thought she was fine as a performer. I Maybe I didn't really pay attention to that pitch stuff. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think as a, a host, bitchy. they bitchy. could have done much better as a host. I think she 
she you can't really be slow. I mean, there's people who you know have worked the next day and are complaining. Slow, the, you know? It didn't end till almost midnight. It went longer. People got cut off who shouldn't have. One that did get cut off that probably dude, shouldn't have was Drake, who who was kind of saying stuff against the Grammy against winning an award. Apparently, they what I heard, what I read was that they thought he was finished. That he like looked away and they thought he was finished. I don't think he was. They offered him to come back out and finish his speech, and he said no. That's fine. So apparently, they really thought Drake was finished and did not cut him First off. Of all, that was the big that's story not how on it's Twitter. Done. It's not how it's done. Trust me, I've been nominated for a few major awards. So when you go, <laughs> there there are more luncheons and more more you know events that you do with the like you know Tony's team and you know the whole world so clearly for the grammys it's even tenfold they have you at these luncheons and the directors and the producers of the show and they they welcome you and they and they do they're like listen we love you all we're so happy everyone's here congratulations what an epic year in music and this and that don't when you win don't go up there and thank everyone you know don't go up there and thank everyone on your team and you're this and you're that and your agent and your mom and you're this. Say something meaningful, you know, say a couple of things specifically, you know, speak from your heart and get the fuck off the stage. Yeah, well, you're right, but Drake didn't, and wasn't thanking want, anyone. They, that was the thing. Yeah, well, well, okay, fine. Her was, they, and her got they, cut they, off and they, Miley got cut off. He was running long. He was trying to say what he was trying to say, and he said it, and they found a good spot where it felt like it was over. It wasn't like they, they knew he wanted to keep talking, believe me, but they found a good spot, and they needed to go to a break. Yeah, I, I think people thought because he was saying, you know, stuff about, not anti-Grammys, but saying out awards, not a big funny. deal. They thought that he was getting cut off. Obviously, Twitter, no. none of us knew. I mean, we no went one there. thought that that has a brain. Okay, Every, no I mean, one with a brain thought that. I, if it was the story of Twitter that Drake got cut off, and that's what it appeared like, bro. I mean, if you, I was watching it live. It looked like he got cut off because he was still talking, and he took a, maybe it a had breath and he to looked do with away. What he was saying it had nothing. I yeah. don't think so. It was just a time thing. Like I, what he was saying, it was cool. They found a, a good spot where he kind of was about to, you know, he, he was like at the end of a, of a, of a, of a phrase or a statement. And then they just kind of went to break, bro. That was it. When you were, sick. when you're at the Tony's, I mean, take us through the moment when you didn't win, uh, you, you don't find out that you win or don't win until they say the award, or do you find this out before you're at the awards? No, of course I had I was a best actor category, so of course I I didn't know before, and of course it was a major part of the broadcast. So it's um, you know, you don't find out until well, you take take us through your emotions. I mean, you lose. Oh, the worst! You're, you're I mean, sad. you know, the thing was, I don't know. I felt like I really had a great shot to win, and I think I was going up against a major story, which was these three incredibly talented young men all playing the same role, but sharing the workload because they were young and it was very demanding. And they had three different actors playing the same role. They were all like 12 or 13 year old, you know, virtuoso ballet dancers in Billy Elliot, if you'll remember. And which was a huge show and a huge adaption of a of a big movie, of course. And um, you know, Elton John was big behind it, and just 
I just think the Broadway mafia was fighting against me there. You know, I mean, I had all the reviews. My show was hot. My show ended up running for like seven, eight years, became a global, you know, show. And, you know, looking back, you know, that was mine to win. But, you know, what are you going to do? Did you shed a tear? uh, So it's painful and it's and it's, you know, it's heavy. And it's very surreal, and then they boom, and then they move on to the next thing, and then that was it. That was your whole life just flashes before you. So, you know, you're trying to look normal and cool, and you're happy for everyone, but, you know, you're definitely devastated, for sure. And they, all those people were. Um, but I got to say this, Dan and Shay, they're like my new favorite act. I love those guys. Never knew even what they look like. I knew they were this country songwriting team. But that song, Tequila, when I taste tequila, the way they performed it, that was inspiring. I have I mean, to say, I don't like tequila. So I, maybe that's, I mean. I, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a great <laughs> lyric. It's a great hook. It just works. And you just have that. It's not a big country. You know? Well, I can't, can't it doesn't get matter. It's a great song. It's Dude, what's country now? Country is not country. Country is just. I mean, they're all, they're just great songs. How great. And, uh, Brandy Carlisle, that girl is freaking incredible. That song, The Joke, that's one of the better songs I've heard in years. How great is so the Cardi I just B thought, story, like, though? Of those three things, like Casey Musgroves, Brandy Carlisle, Dan and Shay, they all blew me away. And, you know, I'm pretty much a rock guy. I love hip hop, definitely love pop. And, you know, so I'm not a big country guy, but just songs and performance and vocal quality. I'm sorry. Those three artists blew everybody away. Speaking you know, even Gaga. Speaking of hip hop, how about Cardi B? I mean, just an incredible story. And I tweeted about this going from you know, the strip club to a Grammy award. She wins best rap album, much deserved. She was a nominee for best album overall. She didn't win that. As we said, Casey Musgraves won that. But she definitely deserved Best Rap Album. I mean, it was one of my favorite albums of the year. I loved it. And just her story is cool. She's entertaining. And I said this to anyone who can do the uh, the noise that I can't do. I want to see if you could do it. But the occur that I have no idea how to do with my mouth. Uh, that's what she said. But I, See, how do you do that? I mean, that was pretty good. Well, like, Can you, you give me a tutorial? You have to roll your tongue at the top Cur- of your well yeah i agree she is so freaking likable i don't know what it is i stayed far away from all of those love and hip-hop shows and how many are there really there is every spin-off of that show in every market you know and i don't know how all of them work out <laughs> i, have to get I uh, so I, ne- I didn't remember her from television like that I just sort of heard these hits and yo, I mean, you know, us being from New York, I like she had that flow. The songs were great. The production was so good on that record and good for her. She won, she won best rap album. I mean, I don't know if she should have won any more than that. Um, that's all she needed. Yeah, I mean, that's a great a award to take It'll home. Be interesting to see how far it goes because it's like right now, you can't even like, you know, get a ticket to a show. She's going to do a giant tour 
But will it sustain? I mean, well, she was supposed to do the tour that I was going to go to with Bruno, uh, with Bruno Mars, which would have been an incredible right. concert. I mean, I saw Bruno by himself, and he's great. But that Car- was too ambitious. Cardi too early. now is different. Yeah, Cardi and Bruno together is epic. And she was having the kid. You could understand why she canceled it. She could do her own tour at this point and not even be the opener. She could be the headline act. Uh, I think. I hope that tour. I don't know. I haven't heard if that's coming back or now that she had the kid that she's good to go if that's going to happen but if it does i will definitely be there and a great story and coming from the bx coming from the bronze coming from the hood and you know doing a strip being on a strip stripper pole for all this time and now winning rap album uh, also uh song of the year we talked about michelle obama she's there and ha- i mean this people there are starstruck by michelle obama i mean you got people like a cardi b or like Whoever, Beyonce, starstruck by Michelle Obama. I mean, this lady has a larger-than-life whole thing around her. What is it oh, about yeah. Michelle Obama? I mean, she's a great woman and everything, but there are all these celebrities at the Grammys who who are, like, nervous to talk to Michelle Obama. This woman, I said this, if she runs for president, there's a good chance she could win. Oh, I don't think there's any question that she has a massive appeal and incredible support system out there she's an inspiration for sure but you know not to go too far into it i think it is more about what is happening in the world right now and 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 so much divisiveness and and i think most of the people in that room are so against the president that you know in fairness you see michelle come on stage you know it's like you're getting water you know for the first time and you've been walking through the desert all day you know it's... and i just think that you know in that mm-hmm. scenario yes it was a it was a it was a it was like a godlike moment for her for sure and she's very well deserving of it and i just think it's in response to what's happening right now really i think that you know people feel so strongly against this administration that that that's what spurred that emotion in everybody and and yeah she's a big effing deal she's a but dude the the right wing and the conservative blogs and and the and fox news you know facebook i i i do check it all out uh you know very unkind to her and what they saw and you know I mean, the first few comments are like "gorilla," "well, that's and ridiculous," and, uh, that's, "Mr. That's Obama," so and you know, her husband's a terrorist. And, you know, just the worst hate, most hateful things you could ever. There's a bunch yeah. of clouds so, out there. You know, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's that's why people. That's why. That's why they reacted that way. If, if there was like a Bruce Almighty too, and there had to be a God, I mean, I would have to star Michelle Obama. I mean, it's it's crazy too because she. She tours the country. I mean, she sells out arenas. I guess speaking oh, yeah. about her book, I mean, I was in Boston and I was I, I, I'm looking on StubHub. Oh, what events are this weekend? I see Michelle Obama, the TD Garden, cheapest ticket like 175 dollars. I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ! Yeah. There's like 16,000 people going to arena to see her, and they're paying 200 dollars a pop to see her speak. I mean, this is like a global phenomenon, and I've never seen a president of Sold a what a husband to hear Biggie Smalls speak. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a president of a husband. Uh, or a husband, uh, a wife. I just screwed that up. A wife of a mean. president get this kind of like allure. It, it's well, really remarkable. Know. She's an amazing figure. Well, she truly is, and 
I miss her and I miss her husband very much. Um, but there's some really great, um, there's some great people out there right now. Great figures coming on. I love, there's a young Kennedy kid who's amazing. Hell, there's even this young uh, Republican that's been stirring up some stuff who hates Trump and his name escapes me right now, but he's, I watch, um, you know what I watch? I watch, you know, I love my Bill Maher. I love, you know, last week tonight. I love, um, I don't love porn as much as you. Um, and, uh, you know, what I like is, um, is the circus on Showtime. It's a weekly like political show that basically just in detail, it's like inside the NFL for, for Donald Trump's white house. I mean, they get so up close and personal and they're in on everything and it's pretty great. Um, but there's some great young figures stepping up, you know, watch out for Beto, you know, look, you know, AOC, when she walked into that, you know, state of the union in white, I was just like, wow, I'm blown away by her. Now, all of a sudden I, at first it was a little much and yeah, she's really She's really going for it, and I think she's so ambitious, and that's wonderful. But, you know, good for her. Obviously, it's it's far out there, a lot of it, you know, And but good for her. You know, maybe someone from across the aisle can reach across and be like, hey, look, I respect what you're trying to do here. Let's, let's figure out a way to do this and, and make it even realistic. You know, I know you guys think this is realistic, but let's, let's chip away a little bit. And maybe that's a possibility, too. So it's an exciting time in that respect. There's all these great women and and young figures in politics that seem to want to kind of fight back. So hopefully things will change. I'll just say that much. Well, Connie, that was random. Before we get too deep into politics. Oh, my God. (laughs) That scared the hell out of you. Uh, Before we get too deep into politics, we talk plenty of Grammys. So let's let's just get random on people and come up with our random thoughts, and I'll let you start it off. Well, Connie, that was random. Oh my gosh! Well, you sprung one of your uh, your new uh, show vibes at me right here. So what I was thinking about was like how. I mean, I'm just upset with the weather people these days. Like, why can't they get this shit right anymore? Like, why? Why is it just a swing in the miss every time? Like, how? How did they cancel school for my kid today, yesterday? They canceled it yesterday for today. They were like, no, no. Oh, they knew, like, before school was out yesterday, they already canceled it for today. I, I woke up at, like, 5 a.m. thinking I had to, like, get the salt on the driveway. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the snow. I want to beat it. To, you know, I want to, I, I, I want to, you know, I don't want it to ice up on me. They had me think, you know, it's like they do this. So all the old people like just watch TV all day and night, and then they get all nervous. That I'm one of those people now. So it's well, like, Connie, get the that was right. random. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to hear that in my sleep. By the way, I went to a screening of this uh, movie, uh, The Star of Orange is the New Black, um, Taylor something. Um, she's in the scary movie and I don't like scary movies, dude. No, I don't like scary movies. And I had to go and I saw this movie, The Prodigy, scared the fuck out of me, dude. Well, Connie, that was random. 
I agree. Yeah, I think buddy. scary movies are the worst. And and uh, the worst. I I I here's here's a well, Jake. That was random. <laughs> here's my random. I don't know what the who who did that voice. It sounds so different. But uh, I I think girls who like are obsessed with horror movies. It makes me feel like a little bitch because I can't even, I can't even sit through previews of them when when they come on in the theater. It's a horror movie. I quickly look down at my phone and just try and tune it out as much as I can. I I want to piss my pants i mean i don't get the love for horror movies uh and why girl a lot of girls like them and i'm like damn you got you're more got more balls than i do bigger balls than i do uh it's weird i right? really never liked them the the new um movie by by mr uh uh the guy who did get out from penn and uh, peel, Tre- or peel. Penn and- yeah trevor peel no, Trevor oh Peel's my, my friend was... from uh, work. Uh, uh, Peel, his name's Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel, there it is. Jordan Peel, yeah. thank you. He's only like one of the biggest directors in the world right now. Good. But um, um, his new joint, scary as fuck. Like I want nothing to do with that movie. It's basically well, Connie, about this family. That was random. <laughs> oh my god! Please, I cannot hear that again. <laughs> Don't fucking play that again. <laughs> that is over. Stop doing that. Stop. Fergie. That. Drop. Oh, my God. The drop has to stop. By the way, Mike today was so grumpy and just bitter. I couldn't even handle it. He's been so miserable lately. I was tempted so bad to tweet him the other day because he thinks he can tweet now, too. He needs to take a page out of Skip Bayless's book, who's one of the better tweeters out there. Um, Mike tries to do the broken sort of phrases, but it just is terrible. And he's been so miserable, but there's such a disconnect on his show since he mainly since he's been back because he's never there. He does it from his house. That's pretty convenient. He never shows up to FAN. So rarely does he go. And, and it's clear that there's like a disconnect, you know, I mean, he's just miserable he was just being miserable about everything today. And how could you keep Eli Manning and still draft a quarterback? That's dumb. That's just stupid. It's not, it's not asset. You know, it's not, it's not, uh, what was he saying? Asset advantageous. I was like, what are you talking about? He just says the dumbest stuff. Now I, I can't even with him anymore. And I love the guy, but like, he's so Miz, dude. Have you been listening to Mike? Well, Connie, that was random. That was random. Oh my god! I, I, I seriously do... gonna hang up. <laughs> I do listen occasionally. I can't say much since I'm technically an employee there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely has been completely different. He also doesn't have a like, real contract, so a lot of it is around right. the guys. Not, I mean, I don't know if he's like on a, a day-to-day thing. Is he getting paid by the hour? I don't know how it works. But he is not exactly uh, doing it right. Well, Jake, that was random. I'll give a random thought of mine, man. I can't stop drinking soda. It's unbelievable, bro. I mean, it is. It, there's something in soda that I just it, you can't go. I can't go cold turkey. I've had three cans of soda today. I've had two diet cokes and a ginger ale, and it's only nine o'clock. I mean, that's not that's, good. That's terrible, actually. That has diabetes written all gross, over it, bro. Why do you drink? Soda. It's so good. It's like crack. I mean, I once you drink it, you just can't. Once you go black, you can't go back. Once you go diet coke, you can't go back. I mean, it's amazing. I heard you went in for. 
I don't even know what I heard you did. You did a little, I heard you did a little work a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> what kind of work? <laughs> I already know what, what you're what you're gonna say, and I'm not gonna let you say you it. Work, dude. This is Brown. Do the work. This is Brown let and Rulis. Tell you this: put the diet cokes down because you're worse than Francesca. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. It's really bad. And then, dude, at least get like diet do into your life or something. That at diet least is kind do? of sugar free, but. What? Diet do is like about as little sugar as you can get for those things. But dude, the LaCroix or LaCroix, whatever, La those Croix. things taste amazing and they're zero calories. I don't it's even know what that better. is though. Is it a soda? Ultimately, yeah. It's clubs it's like flavored club soda, but it's you know, supposedly one hundred percent, you know, sugar free, calorie free, I don't know, organic whatnot but just club it all of those dude even seagram's does it does like a it's like sparkling water but with a little flavor all right well all you need. we'll stop getting random, random for a second I'll, I'll go another random one well jake oh that was God, random I'm seriously i'm gonna <laughs> beat you within an inch of your life oh well, you're not here to do it we uh anyways uh nibbles. oh my goodness okay, the, the question of the week as we get random again i knew you were gonna say it at one point do bald guys like me uh, this is a debate that i had with my friends because they brought up a decent point but i don't know if it's true do bald guys need to use shampoo i always use shampoo even though i don't have hair but is it a necessity like should i just be using soap on my head i feel like even if you're bald, you got to use shampoo. God. But now I can't stop thinking about it. You really need to be on like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. You need <laughs> to be like one of their subjects that they just. What, what does that mean? <laughs> because, you know, those little things are just things you should just. First of all, like if you. No, you don't really need shampoo. And the, but you could have like a hybrid shampoo that. There's those kind that are a little bit shampoo, a little bit body wash, you know, a little two-in-one. That's what I use. I use the two-for-one Axe. It's body wash and shampoo. Yeah. So I guess I'm technically using a body wash. I would stay away from the Axe stuff, you know, but just because it's just, you know, about as grossly chemicaled up as you, But it doesn't matter for you because you're not going to, like, grow your hair long anytime yeah. real soon. Not real soon. So, <laughs> and it, not, not right now. And... Um, you know, it's just all riddled with, like, the perfumes and stuff, the acts. But there is, like, there are other alternatives you could check out that are, you know, serve the same purpose. Well, here's but the no, thing. Cause you don't need to go spending money on shampoo. Well, I use the two-for-one, but it's just, I'm thinking about it, like, because I'm not, like, you have to shave it every couple of days. There's always, like, there's a little hair there. So I'm like, should, do I need to use shampoo for the little stuff? Like, right now, there's a little there's stubble up there. Uh, but Where? I never. Why don't you let it? Fly a little bit. I want to see how it would come in. It doesn't come in. Did it come bro, in like, in like a full eagle, like all the way, only on the sides and around. No, it comes up on top, but it's just receding hairline. So I'll, it looks like I'll so have two foreheads. It doesn't look. Maybe good. bring it in, dude. You sh first of all, I follow so many barbers. I don't even follow them. I just, you know, I just can watch their Instagrams. Um, there's so much crazy stuff that they can do these days. Like these barbers. And I'm talking like urban barbers. 
they are out of control. Their skill set is on another oh, well, level. They can I, do anything. I've heard they you can, can get a hairline anything. tattoo. I, I know a guy who's got his the hairline like tattooed where it looks that. like he has a nice hairline, which I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to those lengths. I look better no. bald, I'm telling you, when the receding but hairline. But you'd be surprised, like, grow it in and see, like, and then they can kind of just, they do like a like a lower, you know, they just kind of buzz it down. And it's like, yeah, you're, you know, you don't have all your hair, but it's sort of buzzed down. Anyway, kind of like when Lauer finally committed to being like bald and then he just kind of had like the bald crew cut kind of thing, but just like a little hair. It worked for him. I had the crew cut for a while. I just think for me, the bald look is better. I've been told that. And you just see pictures of me when I was receding and it's just like, it's just not a good look. Uh, So I think bald with the beard. I'm a big fan of the goatee now. I had the goatee uh, my birthday. You uh, are a goatee kind of guy. Yeah, I'm I'm a goatee kind of guy. This is my first show as a 28 year old. Like a bald man. So who? Mandisa like a bald man. Here we go with Mandisa again. Lick your bald head. She she lost a lot of weight, so she could she could lick the bald head if she wants. Um, Anyway, she would. Uh, so so the mystery's been solved i guess i don't need to be using shampoo i I use the two for one but i get maybe i shouldn't use axe because there's these so-called chemicals that you say which i didn't even know or think of uh but i I, maybe soap on my head it's just a weird thing you shampoo your whole life and then you're being told that you don't need to use shampoo but there's still a little hair up there so i'm like what should i be using soap on my head that's just weird uh, so that is still a mystery because uh, I think you need a good hybrid and uh, you'll be good to go. And then you can use it down there too if you need. Okay, hey, hey, hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna let's ask. wrap it up. I got a big audition tomorrow. Uh, wrap it up, yeah. I'm sure you'll do plenty of that. Uh, baseball mm-hmm. is here. Pitchers and catch begins as it's snowing here. Yeah. A lot of guys still available. Degrom today said uh, opening day is a deadline for extensions. So we'll see, Connie, if the Mets extend him which, him which they should i mean you got to extend the guy uh you could understand him not wanting to do it during the season it's a big distraction but he's still under contract through 2020 so it's kind of confusing because he's on the team till next year there's not much they could do they could demand a trade but the mets don't have to trade him so if i'm the mets i kind of clear the distraction to get this thing done already give him four or five years 90 million whatever it get takes it done you know they don't have to but you got to get it done i thought they were over this i thought he you know they gave him his one year, you know, and a ton of cash, and they were going to figure it out later anyhow. All of a sudden with the demands, I mean, look, you know, he is 31, what, going to be 32? I mean, the guy's a beast, no question. He's top two or three, you know, arms in in recent baseball memory. Um, he's, he's a beast. Uh, you don't want him to get hurt if you're on his side. You know, you need to lock this up now. Uh, four or five years would be great. I think he thinks he's going to get more than that. No, but, I think he'll get you know, five. Look, times. I'm actually feeling a little optimistic about your Mets. Um, Me I too. think if they, you know, if they're healthy and they have a couple of cool pieces, you know, I know Mike hates them. Um, and I, I was listening to the GM today, and I, you know, I like what they've done. Um, they're not the Yanks, you know, but they have a scrappy team, and they did have little stretches of success last year, and you know, I think. There's something there. If they can get 
Frazier to actually can he play? Yeah, and he's first? big. And can, let's can be the real, kid... the, Met, the Mets had the best offseason in baseball. I mean, they re, they revamped their entire roster. It's not saying much considering the two biggest names, Machado and Harper, and a ton of names are still available, like Dallas Keuchel and a guy like Adam Jones, who I think the Mets should really go after as maybe their last target. If not, maybe a Gio Gonzalez. I would really like that. Would make I their like staff incredible uh, uh, for the Yanks too. I like all those pieces. Mm-hmm. I like them pulling a Dallas Keuchel into the mix just for insurance purposes and all. But I think your Mets are in a great place. And, uh, you know, look at the bullpen. I don't know if they had the best offseason in baseball, but certainly on paper, it, they did a lot. Mm-hmm. And and it's good stuff, And man. what they addressed that I'm most excited about, Connie, is the depth angle. The Mets have been – hit by so many injuries I mean forever it seems like since I've been a fan in 99 it seems like every year especially the last like five years there's always been these huge injuries after injury and now with Cespedes they addressed depth from top to bottom they have so much depth on the infield they got a third catcher now they have Ramos, Darno, and they bring back Mezzarocco. They they bring an infield depth with this J.D. Davis kid who is a hybrid who could actually throw in the 90s and pitch as well, and he's an infielder. You got Lowry outfield. You brought in Broxton. You brought in Rajay Davis on a minor league deal. You bring in all these guys, so if one guy goes down, the next one is a good major league player to make up for it. Yeah, that's and I think the way to that do was it. Key. Yeah, and I think, I think and, that you can't overlook depth in baseball because injuries happen. It's a long season. Oh, it's so long. And But what I liked what the GM was saying today, he's like, we don't necessarily want them to play that many games. We we want them to play, like, productive games. So, like, I'd rather see my guys play 120 games and know they're getting, you know, 40 games off because if I play them 130 games, you know, I don't like those 10 games for them. They're not productive where I need them to be. So, I, you know, I need to get these guys rest. And he, the key to modern baseball success is versatility and they have a versatile team. Let's see, you know, look, Matt's how many starts is this guy going to get? You know, where is Wheeler going to give you, you know, I don't know, 30 starts. Can these guys, can they, can they, can they, you know, show durability at and, all? And a big X and, factor uh, will be a guy like Jason Vargas. I mean, he's their fifth starter. If the Mets don't sign anyone, had a very good second half after just being an abomination in the first half. If Vargas gives you anything, like a three nine four well, no ERA, no one's that bad. He couldn't. He he's not that. He wasn't as bad as he was. Uh, no one is that bad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to hope that you know he can bounce back. And I think they should still get uh, someone else to wrap it up here uh, in sports and to wrap up this show. The AAF, are you intrigued? Do you have to give it a couple weeks? It's a 10-week season. It goes till April. Uh, some interesting uh, changes in this compared to the NFL. Quicker games, uh, two-point conversion, no extra points, no kickoffs. You start at your own 35. Do you like the AAF or do you need to see The Alliance? Yeah. The Alliance, I'm very into. It's funny that it's called the Alliance because the Alliance, right when I came off American Idol, was like this really bougie boutique, like club promotion company in LA. And it was like these three guys and they were the Alliance. So when I hear the Alliance referred to from for the NFL uh, for a new a new football team or football league, it's kind of funny to me. But I was into it. I was a little into it. I thought there was um, some solid football. You know, the hit 
on the quarterback. You know, that during video the that blew up. Game. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, that Connie. They're going to need viral moments like that to have success. They're going to need Sports Center clips. They're going to need these social media clips for people to tune in. Because think about it, we're talking about games on like the CBS Sports Network, which people don't even know what channel that is on a lot of their tiles. Uh, there's games on NFL Network and CBS. <laughs> The CBS ones have to do well because that's the major network. And the big story was that it beat out the Rockets Thunder ABC game, which says something a little bit, but I don't think it says a lot because not even your average They're NBA fan is tuning way. in. Gonna, they need some stars. They need some stars. Mm-hmm. You look, obviously Christian Hackenberg is not the answer, Awful. but I think they know that now and they'll probably move on from a guy like that. But think of all the talented players that are out there that just want a shot. That's why I'm watching I think it's cool. I'm into, you know, Pete Berg, the amazing director and writer and actor and creator of, uh, you know, Friday Night Lights and all kinds of, uh, you know, he did Lone Survivor, a great film. Anyway, he does all these kind of like football documentaries. And why I'm drawn to them is I I like those stories. You know, I like the stories of the guys we don't know. So they need a star. They need a he hate me. You know, they need they need some star. They need some Warren Moon to come out of this league. They need someone that someone isn't looking at. And I'll tell you what, when I saw DeAndre Moore sack the quarterback like, you know, three times in the first quarter of the game the other night, I was like, what happened with this guy? And the Giants drafted him. He was a high draft pick for the Giants, like second rounder, you know, defensive end, kind of when they still had depth, they still had human Yura, they still had, you know, talk and, mm-hmm. and JPP. And they, they thought they were just adding on with a guy like him. And he, he, he sucked. Like he just never had like the desire to really ball. Yeah. This is and like I a second guys, chance for these guys. He's only he's only like twenty five or six or something or whatever he is twenty eight you know so he's a young man and then maybe they get it together so that's what I'm interested in I want to see a guy like come out of this that I don't know you know yeah I, we'll I see if they get it. NFL opportunities out of it I think they'll need someone honestly if he leads the CFL or he's done there maybe like a Johnny Manziel I don't think Kaepernick would stoop to go to play for that I think Kaepernick's fine being the social justice guy and you're not going to get Tebow because no. he's all in on playing baseball so that's not happening he's real in on baseball yeah and, and offered him a contract and, to play for the Orlando team he's in AAA right now for the Mets so I mean he, he's playing uh, AAA and has a chance to make the majors if the Mets had a bunch of injuries you'd hope that doesn't happen and that's not the case this is Brown and Marulis as we wrap right. up the show here thanks for tuning in r.i.p in peace to balls deep uh november balls 2018 to forever. february 2019 uh connie hopefully next week we don't have snow we could be back in studio and have a guest on uh the we, mother nature's been all over the place it went from like 50 degrees down to snowy and rain and ice and uh it's going to be 50 again in a couple of days and then snow this weekend so mother nature's got to make up her mind Yes, she does. And uh, check me out. I'm actually going to be out of town this weekend playing a show on the West Coast, a private, uh, big private show. Looking forward to that. A big fan event I'm doing. And later this month, I'm at the uh, the Beacon Theater with Postmodern Jukebox. I'm in Troy, New York at the Music Hall. I'm at the Borgata and I'm at the Met in Philly that whole week, the uh, 21st through the 24th this month. Then we're uh, off to do Into the Woods early next month, and then we'll be in Japan with Frank Wildhorn. So 
some really fun stuff, but I just can't wait for baseball. I can't wait for my Yankees to take flight. I uh, love what Cashman did this offseason. Yes, I'm happy for the Mets, and I'm looking forward to the Giants draft. But it's baseball time, baby, as far as I'm concerned. And well, Tommy, wait. that was random. Oh, my God. I had to get I'm one before you hang up. <laughs> oh, my Go God. Go check Connie out, Postmodern Jukebox. Jukebox. Always been a tough word for me to say, along with Google. Uh, but great uh, to join you again. The English language gets tough on us sometimes, folks. Brown and Marulas, check it out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars and all social media, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Constantine M on Twitter, yeah. Jake Brown Radio on Twitter. Connie will talk next week. Everyone enjoy pitchers and catchers, some more AAF, and everything else going on in the world of life. We'll see you next week. Yeah.